We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. pod maverick after dark my name is kirk henderson you're joined as always by myself and josh bow another editor over at mavs moneyball josh how you doing i'm doing okay um we're gonna get through this podcast somehow some way we're gonna, we're gonna just... fight through it that's why we're professionals and we make the big bucks right yes <laughs> you know I, I can hear my knuckle-headed dog like digging in the couch like disgruntledly and like her noises as she's trying to savage whatever thing she thinks she's digging for are kind of how I feel about this basketball game, which the Dallas Mavericks lost 121 to 87. This was as clear of a forfeit as you can get without actually quitting. Uh, The Dallas Mavericks kept Luka Doncic at home with whatever made-up injury he doesn't have. Realistically, it's called I played 7,000 minutes um, in the last (laughs) three games, which is fine. Like, I'm not mad that Lucas sat. I'm just like, they didn't have a justifiable reason to sit him other than the fact that it's like, man, I'm tired. Um, Other than the fact that if he played another 45-minute game, his legs might have actually fallen off. Right. Kyrie Irving sat for the – I just – Jesus Christ, Kyrie. Why did you say you were going to play through this if you can't play through it? I'm not mad because you're hurt. I'm mad because I'm left with the expectation of being hurt. Right. It's just frustrating. Uh, Dante Exum was hurt, again, with knee bursitis, which, you know, as one of my friends on the internet today was like, what the hell is knee bursitis? I thought he had a foot problem. And I'm like, it's it's – all that stuff is kind of linked together, kinetic chain and what you uh, and and what have you. Derek Jones Jr. is missing a game uh, due to his sprained wrist, which is fine because he tried to touch God and nearly <laughs> broke his hand in that game a couple games back. And then Derek Jones Jr. broke his nose last game. 
Uh, Did they officially confirm it was broken? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I, uh, I, I, I could be wrong. But, I should, probably should have looked that up before we started. You know, it, it, and so the funny thing about those five players, as you're hearing me list them off, is that's quite literally kids' stated preferred starting lineup. So when those five guys are out, you're going to get a whole heavy dose of somebody else. And for two and a half quarters, the Dallas Mavericks, who did play basketball, Mostly delivered. I, I I had a pretty good time in this in this uh, dog water basketball game. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. It, it, you look at the final score and you think this must have been you know just miserable watch, but I mean it really wasn't that way until halfway through the third quarter. So yeah. you know you got to watch well, at least one half of of competitive basketball. And just before we we keep going, you're right. Uh, Lively does have broken nose confirmed. Uh, kid said before the game he's getting fitted for. A mask, but shout out to making those free throws in hindsight. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, so good for him. So, yeah, just wanted to just to clarify because I'm sure, yeah, just yeah, it's good. Yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, first half was you know, I don't know how much of it was the Wolves playing with their food, but regardless, the Mavericks had a disposition about themselves that they weren't gonna get walked over at least to start the game nice to see Um, yeah i thought their defensive energy was pretty good i thought they were going after loose balls pretty aggressively i thought they went after the offensive glass pretty well for a team that's severely undersized they were keeping up in the rebounding stat for most of the first half when you i mean when you consider the mavericks were playing i mean no credible big men tonight really uh, I thought that was pretty impressive for them to do that. Um, Josh Green obviously looked – he looked like Josh Green does when he's not playing without one of either Luca or Kyrie or both, um, which might be a little frustrating, but what are you going to do? We can maybe talk about that more later. But, but yeah, they played, they played hard. I mean, it was clear there was a talent disadvantage, and it was clear that the Wolves probably didn't come into this game giving ready to give their A-plus effort. But credit to the Maverick, they forced the Wolves to play better. You know, they forced the Wolves to to make this a blowout um, and force them to kind of turn their game around, which, you know, I, I know that might seem like the bare minimum quality for some people that are paid thousands, if not, you know, millions of dollars per year to play basketball. Um, but, you know, it's a long season, and this could have been a really easy game for everyone to just kind of punt it, and they didn't until, you know, they ran out of rope in the fourth quarter. Yeah, so I'm doing the math on Grant Williams shooting for January. So I need you to filibuster for me for a minute. Okay, I didn't know if you wanted to talk about the good or talk about the bad uh, first, but uh, I guess when you lose by 34 points, there isn't. Well, we can talk about the good. Let's 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 talk about the good while I do this. Okay. Well, we. I mean, the 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 of the two. I mean, I guess you can maybe say three. To me, there were two obvious bright spots and maybe a, a part partial third. Uh, obviously, Josh Green looked awesome. 18 points on 8 of 13 shooting, 2 of 3 from 3. Uh, he continues to play well when he gets a lot of touches, which on a team with Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic is tough. Um, I had a pretty pretty good spirited back and forth with some with some Mavs fans when I when I pointed out how how much better green looked tonight. And it's not just that green looks better. Like it's not just, he's doing stuff better that he's, that he does when he's playing with Luca. Like he does more things. Like he looks uh-huh. like a completely different player. 
And when I mentioned that, you know, I got a lot of responses that was like, well, yeah, they're not playing Luca ball and, and they're not, you know, they're not, uh, you know, having one player dominate the ball. And when guys touch the ball, they play better. And like, I get it. Um, I'm not trying to deny that the Mavericks need a little bit more diversity in their, in their, in their touches, but they play the way they are mostly because the, the roster sort of forces them into that a little bit. Not to say that Luca doesn't like to play this way. I think that's another conversation for sure. Yep. But if you, the thing with green is that like, he goes from looking like almost like an all-star when he's playing without one of Luca or Kyrie or both. to when they're both on the floor, like he goes games where he will score like six points across three games. And I feel like there has, like, if I can concede that the Mavericks can't win a title with a roster and, and that forces or Luca forcing a 38% usage and having to dominate the ball as much as he does, I think everyone else can concede that Green probably has to learn how to do a little bit more when he's not getting a lot of touches because that's the life of an NBA role player, regardless of what team you play on, if, you, if you're going to be on a winning team. Like, I don't know how many more touches Josh Green would be getting if he was playing on the Boston Celtics or uh, uh, on the Milwaukee Bucks or on the LA Clippers. Like, he's – I just don't see him being in a situation where he's getting consistent touches like he's getting tonight on another winning team. Like, that only happens if he's on a team where he's, like, a top dog. Like, there has to be that balance. Like, he has to figure out a way – to impact winning when he's not running pick and rolls, when he's not bringing the ball up, a ball up the floor, a couple possessions, when he's not initiating dribble handoffs and stuff like that. So, well, I agree that the Mavericks need to balance maybe a little bit more and it would be cool if they ran, maybe ran more stuff for him and maybe involved him a little bit more. He also has to figure out a way to produce in these games with Luca and Kyrie, because that's just, that's the reality of the situation. So I don't know. That's kind of a little bit of good or bad, but that's just the thing that stood out to me the most. Like he just, he looks like a, the confidence is different. He just looks like a different player. Right. So when I kind of ruthlessly dunk all over Josh Green, it's less Josh Green and more the, the concept that we as a team that has a superstar that Jason Kidd says could be amongst the best players in any dimension, I just don't give a shit about any role player ever. I, I, I'm sorry that that's just the way this goes. If you want to, if you want to be a super fan for a particular player, go right ahead. I find that weird. Um, just let you know. And so it's like, when I talk about Josh Green, I'm occasionally very harsh and I, I don't really make any apologies for that because I want the Mavericks to win a championship. I don't want Josh Green to look good. <laughs> um, and that goes for every single player across the board. The fact is, Luka Doncic carries this team, and so I want everybody else to fit better with him. The end. Um, well, and and you know that said, I do like it when Josh plays well because he's such an interesting, weird player. Uh, he he does things <laughs> he that they don't have, and and like you just you need that special sauce. Like he, you know, Kyrie picks and chooses when he's going to use his talent, in my opinion, which is fine. Uh, when when Josh Green plays, it's kind of a thousand miles an hour at all times, and sometimes it really works. And I like that. I'm just I'm happy with it. So yeah, they're just you know like we got to find a way where we can, like I said, just the balance. Like you can't go from you know he played that Orlando game, he had two points, 
in 33 minutes and and now he plays without these guys and it's like he looks like young Paul George almost well, like well, he got just, there he has got to the be ball a ton last yeah. night against the Magic and looked like a lost boy until he finally scored a layup at the end. Yeah. So. Like Josh Green's skill set, he is not a pull-up jump shooter, which is fine. He is a darn good three-point shooter off the catch when they've sprained his elbow. Um, I say that jokingly, but it's kind of wild. This is shooting splits in between his, his sprained elbows. Um, yeah. I do wish the Mavericks would use Josh's speed more, which means Luca passing ahead more. But, you know, he's, he's you know, it's, I keep, I, I think back to that time when I got really pissy, not at his talk, but at the concept of like, the Mavericks are using stampede action to get Josh Green to go to the rim. And I'm like, God damn it, guys, he's running at the basket with the ball. Stop calling it stampede action. It's just a drive. <laughs> but everybody likes yelling at me about that. So I'm, I'm probably wrong in that regard. Uh, you know, you play the wolves, you, sh- you punch them in the mouth and, and what Josh did for most of this game was darn nice. I liked it. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, for sure. Um, to, to pivot to the bad, cause I'm a shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they lost by 34. It's okay to talk about that. like, I, I'm sorry. Like I don't listen to the mass broadcast very often. I'm just going to be candid. I don't listen to the broadcast very often because I don't learn things from about the other team from the mass broadcast. And what I often hear is like wild cheerleading, which is fine. That's not an insult. But like when I hear from from Mark Folliwell tonight, oh, you know, because Grant Williams played another piss poor game, one of seven from the floor. When he goes, oh man, Grant Williams really struggling from the floor tonight. I just did the math here in the month of January. I'm as, as far as I can do my quick math, I could be missing something. ESPN is showing me 42 and a half percent for, for January, but I just did it in a spreadsheet and it says well, they don't have the, they don't, that month thing doesn't include tonight's game. That usually, okay. well, play. it does have the stats, but I don't think the percentages are calculating right. He's right. 32 of 80 for the month, which is 40%. When you back out his nine of 16 game, he is 23 of 64 at 36% from the floor. That sucks. Yeah. There's simply no other way around it. And, and he was under 40% in December. <laughs> yeah, he was. He's, 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 this is, this is who we have a long enough track record that with the Mavericks, this is who he is. That doesn't mean to say that is who he is for his career. I'm sorry. He He's not good. And and he doesn't bring anything to the Mavericks this year. We have too many games of sample right now to to sort of go back on that and have any any real debate. And it's I don't want him to be bad. I thought he was a great signing. I thought he was a fair signing. You know, three at what was it? Four at fifty four. It was it was basically it was, it was a steal. Yeah, four for fifty four. It was it was a steal in terms of contract size. But now I'm I, I don't want to necessarily say it's an overpay, but it's about standard for what you're going to get for a rotation wing. The problem is he doesn't bring you things that a rotation wing does. He doesn't rebound. He cannot defend drives. He can actually defend the post pretty well. He doesn't rebound and he can't shoot the three. So what, like, what would you say you do here? Other than that, Mr. Lincoln, how was the play? (laughs) Yeah. And, and you know, it 25 minutes, one rebound, one assist, one steal, two points. Yeah. And I, I remember that Kings game, you know, the main prevailing thought from that loss was, if nothing else, maybe this is the game that Grant Williams gets going. 
And in the two games he's played combined, he's scored five points and made two shots mm-hmm. um, in two games since. Yeah. So and I, and I, I remember don't like I remember when we talked after that Kings game that we were trying to find some positives and it was like, okay, maybe that. And I remember saying like, he he is a streaky guy, and in the last month he has these games where he looks like he's fixed it, and then he'll play. Well, he's getting three or unbelievable. Four bad games in a row. He's getting unbelievable respect from the three point arc where guys are challenging his shot. He's using, he's using his pump fake and he's getting to the rim and it just doesn't matter. That is something I I have a hard time criticizing because getting and scoring at the rim in the NBA is hard. Like Luca does it so easily and Kyrie does it so artfully that we sort of take it for granted, but it's hard and so I have a real hard time really wanting to beat him up for that, but you got to bring something and he's just not. Yeah. The fact that he's averaging a full rebound per game less than last season, um, considering he's playing more than he did mm-hmm. last season. Like that's rough. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, Another, you, an- <laughs> it's just not good. I'm getting Josh Richardson, DeLon Wright, uh vibes uh here where it's just like not to say that his he's a doomed player but maybe it's just one of those things where it's just not gonna work here because richardson played much better when he left dallas delon wright played much better when he left dallas not enough that you're like regretting it but just you know they looked like better players when they left i don't i don't know and this isn't a, you know, a lot of people probably want to make it like a Luca thing. This is obviously not a Luca thing. Like this has gone beyond, like, I just, like, he was a really good spot up shooter his entire career. Like this three point slump he's in, he's just never happened before. Like he's been a streaky guy, um, but he usually cancels it out. Well, you know what it is? Not Will you allow out. me to put on my unbelievable hater hat? Yeah, do whatever you want. He has been there's a there's a a trainer. Pretty sure he was like high school teammates with Kevin Durant or something. Goes by the name of Lethal Shooter. Are you familiar with him? That sounds familiar, but I don't he, know. He is the guy who, in my opinion, broke Anthony Davis's shot following the 2020 title run where Davis shot like 40% from three, then came back the next year and couldn't hit a mid-range shot. Grant has worked with him for several years and just recently posted photos with him. And I, I'm being a prick here, but I also kind of believe this. Like when you work with certain kinds of shot doctors, you can over overdo it. And there's, there's like a, there's a real, you know, you used to be a big baseball fan. There's a real uh, yips thing going on with, with Grant and his shooting. I think he's getting Markel Fultz here. Cause I remember Fultz also worked with. I don't want to say doctor. like that bad. <laughs> I just think there's like, Grant is clearly an intelligent player. And when you give smart people too many things to think about, I think it can have bad results in a game that's based off of reaction. Yeah. And I think what's, you know, it's kind of similar to the green thing where when we are dis like the thing I'm most disappointed with Josh Green's fourth year season, even though he's been picking it up lately is his defensive regression. Like I almost don't care if he doesn't score a lot of points because this match uh. team doesn't need him to score a lot of points. It's the game to game effort with his defense. That looks like it just hasn't improved. With Grant, it's kind of similar. Like, yeah, he needs to hit spot-up threes, but he was a pretty versatile defender in Boston. I know he was playing That's, yeah, with some other way. unbelievable defenders. And he was playing with coaches that had good scheme, like Missoula, 
and uh and udoka are, are well regarded uh at least udoka was definitely a well-regarded defensive coach um like look what he's doing with the houston rockets i know they're not great right now but like their defensive turnaround from from last year to this year is is pretty unreal um so i know there was a lot around him to allow him to thrive and there's significantly less around him here in dallas in terms of like defensive help but even saying that like just the amount of stuff that has nothing to do with the environment, like the blow buys and that kind of stuff. That's the part that's a little, that's the most disappointing part of it to me. Like there was a part of my brain, like when I, when we wrote about the, when I wrote about this over the summer, I tried to pump the brakes on, on how good of an acquisition he could be. Not because I didn't think it was a good acquisition, but just like, you know, let's slow down and thinking this is like the solution to the Mavericks kind of forward problem that they've had for a while. Right. But I still thought he would bring a defensive edge and energy and maybe like intensity that the team has kind of lacked for a little bit. Um, and that part has been non-existent. That like there's no there's it feels like there's little to none impact defensively with him on the floor compared to what the Mavericks were doing a year ago. And that's yeah. I think that's the most disappointing thing for me. Uh kind of going through the rest of the guys, Tim Hardaway. Oh no. Just, uh, let's just leave it at that. Negative 32 in 32 minutes. Remarkably impressive uh, negative efficiency, Timmy. Really excited for you there. Uh, Jaden Hardy, I saw one really cool layup, but otherwise he was not good. Um, five turnovers in 31 minutes. I know he's asked to play point guard, and he's not really a point guard, yeah, but he was he's also – he, He's an off guard. Yeah, so it's it's tough. The, the Wolves are a pain of a team to play against, so I don't want to be too hard on him. Holmes played a little bit. You know, he had 10 boards. Yeah, but... what do you mean? Do you do you see the Holmes performance is shaking anything up in terms of like backup big minutes at all? See, I don't know because I like Holmes and I, I would rather see Holmes do things I haven't seen than watch Maxi flail and watch uh or I'm sorry, uh Dwight Powell flail and watch Maxi, you know, play good defense but just do nothing on offense. So it, it's your your death by a thousand cuts with these bigs is sort of where I am. Yeah, at this point they've done enough with the other guys that it's like can let's just see what like five games looks like of Holmes as the backup five. Or I guess I don't know how quickly Lively's going to come back with a broken nose, so that he might, he might have to play regardless of yeah. if I, the I honestly staff wants him to or not. Yeah, and then you go through the rest of the guys like. Omax had three boards in his first five minutes and then one board the remaining 15 minutes that he played. Mm-hmm. He at least got to the line some. He's big. Detect. He's kind of he's kind of like reckless in a really fun way. And I, I just <laughs> I, I need the Mavericks to give him some more minutes, but I, I don't think kids gonna. Yeah, I mean, nothing really jumped out to you tonight that would hope you would hope that they would give him more opportunities. But I think it says he led the team with seven free throw attempts. Which is pretty, um, that's something. Yeah. And I think there's something to his off the bounce. Like he's got a little something there. Um, I don't know he's, how. Well, much. he plays with kind of like a reckless force that you don't really see from a lot of other Mavericks. Yes. I think so too. And he's he so has, bigger. and he has an athleticism that not, you know, it's like him and Jones are kind of, and even like, it's even different than green. Cause he's so much bigger than green. Like no one, the Mavericks have that's like, I mean, what is prosper? He's about, He's six. He's six seven. Like he's the he's the only guy on the roster six seven or taller. Maybe besides Lively, that kind of has this bounce and and I don't know nose for the basket. Maybe a good way to say it. Um, uh-huh. 
But yeah, I mean, that's that might be something because this Mavericks team is pretty anemic at drawing free throws when it's not Luca or Kyrie. So yeah. for him to get seven in a game, I don't know how much it means in a 34-point loss, but that's like the thing that, that stood out to me tonight with him. Oh, then, you know, you look at the rest of the guys. Like, I, I just, Seth Curry just feels unbelievably washed, which makes me sad because I like Seth Curry. Do we need to have another Maxi conversation? Because I mean, weird. what's the conversation to have? He he's he's not good. That is the are, conversation. Are, are we calling it? Like, do we think that there's a light at the end of the tunnel? Here, well, I mean, or? if you slam your head against the wall enough, you're gonna break through eventually. Just the question is, how much fucking brain damage do you have? <laughs> I think what was really scary tonight is, I mean, he only played 18 minutes, but with no Luca, I mean, I'm not expecting him to be a guy that's going to put up a ton of shots regardless of who's on the floor. But like the fact that he still is just this trigger shy. Um, I mean, you, there when, might as well be a thought bubble above his head when he gets the ball and the thought bubble would be fuck, 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 fuck. Cause he, he just, he doesn't he want it. Two he doesn't want the ball. And he had two turnovers, like for a guy that doesn't touch the ball a lot to have two turnovers. Uh, like <laughs> that's kind of hard. That, the travel in his defense. I thought that travel call was bogus. Oh, okay. That was one of them, but he did have a really bad one when he was going into the rim. Uh, yeah. It's just, I keep waiting for him to just kind of have like a game that looks good. Like he hasn't, has he had a no. good game since he's come back? I no, mean, look at his game log. It's pretty bleak, man. He has, he's averaging four points four points a game in the month of january like i he's had some good block games but yes the help side stuff i've liked yeah but, but he hasn't is... had a block in three he hasn't had a block in four games now he had one um, tonight but yeah oh okay he did have one tonight so one in he, five <laughs> one in the one in the last four okay last because four. he did have he he had two two against boston two against lakers and two against the pelicans yeah yeah um, it's just so. do you i don't know how much longer we're going to talk because we kind of talk but like I don't know if you saw, I mean, it's my Twitter feed, so you shouldn't have seen any of it, but how much do you buy into the fact that the team, there seems to be an opinion that people like the way the team plays when the stars are out, even if the result is that they lose. Oh, because they haven't experienced true pain. (laughs) I'm sorry. Like the, the internet children who get really upset at the fact that Luca and Kyrie dominate the ball have no idea what they're talking about. And I've, I was talking to a friend of mine today who was like, you really got to be careful about ascribing to what the loudest portions of your fan base say to the entire fan base. And the Mavericks are a weird conglomeration of fans. And like, look, guys, I don't mean to be insulting. I'm, I, I'm just going to state some facts here. There are three groups of Mavericks fans, maybe four or five. There's Luka Doncic-only fans that tend to be Slovenian or people from Europe that only follow the Mavericks because Luka's on the team. There are Kyrie Irving fans that only follow the Mavericks because Kyrie is on the team. Then there are Mavericks fans, and there are you, you can really cast those into kind of two different age sets where you have people who were around for the struggle bus years. Uh, when I say struggle bus, I mean the fact that the Mavericks won 50, game, 50 games for like 14 straight years, but couldn't only punch through one time. Uh, so we like witnessed a lot of greatness. And then you have, uh, uh, you know, the the kind of younger folks that are on the internet that were kind of post-2011 fans that, you know, grew up spending a lot of time in social media that have the patience of social media fans. 
I don't begrudge any of those groups, but the fact is, like, you want to suffer as a Mavs fan? We've not suffered, realistically. There have been, like, two bad years. And then we got, we went from Luca to, or we went from Dirk to Luca. There's just not, like, there's nothing. We, we don't know struggle. So, people that enjoy seeing, like, like I get, I, I'm sorry, I get really pissed at this. People that are like, oh, Luca's never going to change. Luca's never going to change. We need to play. We need to play a completely different way of basketball. Do you do you want to win twenty? The the Washington Wizards tonight secured their forty fifth straight season where they have no chance of winning fifty games. Forty five straight years of ineptitude to mediocrity. That's what most fan bases have. Everybody that complains about the way that the Mavericks play don't know what struggle is. I'm sorry. I, I, if you don't like the way that Luca plays, find another team. Because I promise you, if Luca demands to be traded and they get a bunch of parts or they get back like Michael, uh, who's the, 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 if they were to make like a trade with the Nuggets and end up with some of their guys, you're not going to like the, the result. The Mavericks will win 32 games for five years in a row because, frankly, you have to get lucky to find the superstar. Everything else after that doesn't matter. Yeah, and I think people hear that and they're like, oh, so do you think, like, it's okay for Luca to have, like, a 40 usage rate? And it's like, no, but, like... Uh, no, of course not. The, <laughs> the We feel like the way that changes is that they have to get a roster that, that can allow that and people say, well, look at what Josh Green did tonight. And I'm like, okay, they lost by 34 points. <laughs> like, well, well, I, I don't know. the podcast, Isaac Harris of the Mavs, formerly of Locked On Mavs, poked at me again tonight where he's like, you know, he basically made the comment that I bring up 2019 so often. The reason I bring up 2019 so often is because the Mavericks, when you don't have, the Mavericks have fucked up so much. And there's just not enough credence or discussion about that because it's not fun to constantly bitch about a team's mistake but they have they make lot they've made lots and lots of mistakes they've blown the luca the, the luca opportunity so far luca got them to the western conference finals it's true yeah i know jalen brunson was there but again they let jalen brunson go the mavericks have blown opportunities and it's just not that hard to say that out loud but for some people it feels really weird because Folks seem to act like, oh, you can reset and try again every year. No, your mistakes live with you when it comes they to stack team building. on top of each other. And that's just yeah. hard for a lot of people. Yeah, I know. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't necessarily, yeah, I don't necessarily disagree. I just think it's interesting. I just see that narrative pop up every time they play a game without Luca, and it's like, Okay, but what's their record without Luca? Yeah, is it is it really fun to lose by thirty points and watch something different? Yeah, like, do you want to watch what you think is aesthetically more pleasing and more productive basketball in your mind and win twenty five games? Or I mean, it stopped being want... aesthetically pleasing tonight when the yeah. when the Wolves were like, "Oh yeah, we're really good, and these guys suck." We're the Wolves, right? So, yeah, it's just it's it's interesting because I think it's one of those things where. Being online, you lose the con. Like, it's one of those conversations where if if you're having that conversation with someone like face to face, it's different 
And I, there's something about the layer of being online that I oh, think distorts yeah. it in a way that makes it just totally unproductive. Because like I said, you know, I'll say right now, the Mavericks aren't going to win a title if Luka has to have a 38 usage rate like, no. for a full season. Like, the, no one will really disagree with you on that. History has think. proven that because yeah. no one's done it. Right. So so they obvi- so obviously that has to change. It's just the, the way that it feels like, well, the answer is here, and now they need to change. It's like I, there's a little bit more to it than, than what the roster currently has. Sure. But we'll and, see, you know, um, you know, when Exum and Jones get healthy and Kyrie get healthy. But I'm starting to worry that this is just like, are they is it, are they going to get healthy? Like they're running out know. of runway to get healthy. So I mean, we'll it, it's it's so it's so frustrating because I do think there's, I still, I, I think I said this in the last podcast. I still don't think I would consider Kyrie Irving an injury prone player because all of his injuries are weird. But then you still have to acknowledge the fact that all of his injuries are weird. All of them. And he keeps like, does it really matter? Okay. He's not injury prone, but if he keeps consistently missing games, like that's not a victory. Like he has to get on. Oh, we're rapid. Like we're approaching him. He's missed over 40% of the games to date. That's a lot of games. Alan says kid needs to suit up. Love that comment. Um, all right, kind of a, a inadvertently grumpy podcast. Uh, no, I lost my we'll thirty-four. It's okay. Yeah, we'll see kind of what happens on any sort of deal making at the deadline. I just we just don't we're not really doing anything in Mavs Moneyball because I don't I don't see what's out there. I also don't think the Mavericks have anything to trade. I mean, I could be wrong. So I don't know. Josh Green looked pretty good. The team can be like, hey man. He'd be on your team. He'll look like this all the time. It's just look holding him back. Yeah. Use this game in trade talks, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You're right. It's my optimistic trade take. All right. I was going to do a second live show, but there wasn't really the juice for it last game, and that was a win, and I just don't really feel like kind of – Yeah, I didn't get to hear it with Burr fans not into that. No, my, my man Brian was the only one that joined. Um, oh, we no. normally get between like five and ten people who want to hang out. Um, I need to advertise these better. So we got two games off until, is it the Bucks game? Yes, Bucks game. So that Bucks game is going to be very interesting. Then they play the 76ers, and I am guessing Joel Embiid doesn't play, which turns that into a much more interesting proposition for these Mavericks right. because, you know, a, an MVP candidate not playing. He hurt his knee last night against uh, the Warriors. You know that goes from being a like like heavy tilt towards the Sixers to be being more of a toss up. So I'm I'm that that's interesting. You know it's it's you you just gotta win games like this now and again that you're not supposed to win. So you know maybe they can sneak one past the Bucks. I mean Maxi Kleber for as much as we got done just harassing him right now, Kleber and and um, Grant Williams tend to guard. You know, Giannis reasonably well for a guy that can score 30 points, grab 10 rebounds, and dish seven assists. So <laughs> yeah, they seem to play the Bucks pretty well. They're fun. They, they played them well earlier this season, too. So we'll see. And you know who they gotta get like, healthy. You know who does not like Giannis? Who does not like Giannis? Kyrie Irving. Really? Mm-hmm. Is that Giannis? Giannis stepped on his beef? foot. Giannis stepped oh. on his foot during that Bucks run. Obviously not intentional, 
I don't even think Kyrie, I, and I have no idea about this, but I seriously doubt Kyrie thinks it's intentional. But that Nets team was all gas and no breaks at that point. Like they were good. They were winning the title that yeah. year if that if those injuries didn't screw yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. And so or that's Katie's sort of where I landed with that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Josh and I'll be back. Check out Mavs Moneyball. Uh we have some stuff coming up. Um I don't know. We're kind of in the doldrums. Folks trying to get to the to the all-star break and then we'll see where things are. <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do tonight. It's 10 15. Should I just go to bed? Seems go to bed. Good. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for hanging out, team. Thanks Everybody, have me. a great rest of your week. Talk to you guys on Saturday. Go Mavs. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua, and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter, and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film, and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.